0: All right, here we go. Shadow Falls Podcast, episode 11. Uh, the date is December 18th, Tuesday, uh, 2018. Uh, it's that damn darts again, if you didn't already know. This episode will be a uh, game of the year talk. And... Uh, you know that sort of thing you know most uh podcasters and most review sites and most game sites do sort of like a at the end of the year usually in November which is fucked up now you should get plenty of december releases now but yeah uh yeah most sites most gaming sites do a uh you know game of the year uh, best soundtrack of the year most anticipated best moments uh different things like that so i figured i'd try it myself um Now, before I started this, um, I thought it was going to take me a long time to go through all of this, but I actually don't have that many categories, so this should be fairly quick, fairly easy. I've got how many categories do I got? I think I got like seven categories, and a bunch of the same games pop up in multiple categories, so I shouldn't take up too much of your time with this bullshit if you are actually interested in hearing it. Anyway, uh, what do I want to start with? I don't want to start with game of the year. Usually save that for last, right? Because that's what most people want to hear. So I will start with uh, best. Let's go with best music. Let's go with best music. Yeah, that sounds good. So best music of 2018. Now I'm a little torn on this category. So I was like, should I do best original soundtrack or just best soundtrack in general? Because as you know, uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate came out this year, and it's always really hard to beat that game when it comes to an OST because um it has it's like an it's like an encyclopedia of video game history, like its music. And Smash Ultimate has something crazy like, I don't know, four or five hundred songs in it. (laughs) Now, with all of that being said, I still nominated it. Um, But yeah, let's let's just go over the nominees. So in Best Music, we have Red Dead Redemption 2, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Divinity 2 Original Sin, God of War, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna the Golden City. Now, I'm going to give it to Smash, <laughs> just because it's almost impossible for that game to lose any kind of best music category. It's almost unfair, just from sheer volume alone. Um, so, with that being said, because that's, that's an easy win, that's an easy A. Uh, I will make the runner-up. I'll pick a runner-up for this one. Um, and i got to give it to Red Dead, man. Um, Far and away, far and away, the best soundtrack. A bunch of different genres, a bunch of different styles, you know, music kicking in at, at the right moment, at the right times. Um, just some really well-produced shit, like, you know, movie quality, a movie quality soundtrack, big summer blockbuster quality, you know. So, yeah, Red Dead takes that pretty easily, although I do... Really, really like the Divinity 2, the main theme in that game has like four main themes for whatever main hero you're using. It's fucking crazy. Uh, But I didn't actually finish Divinity 2, so I didn't get to hear the full depth and breadth of the soundtrack. But from what I heard, and especially that main menu or the main theme of Divinity 2 is really fucking strong. But overall, got to give it to Red Dead. Um, Rockstar usually usually lays down the fucking gauntlet when it comes to you know soundtracks so yeah that one is not surprising um, the winner overall though is still Smash that's just every year Smash comes out for me it wins best soundtrack just from Legacy alone it's, there's just far too much music in that game to for anything else to compete and it's not just old music it's like a lot of good remixes A lot of good mashups. Um, And even the original Smash Brothers music is good, like Final Destination, uh, Final Destination from Brawl, the new Smash Ultimate theme is really good, the uh, World of Light theme is really good, Uh, Japanese, because it has lyrics, uh, the Japanese version and the the English version both really, really strong. So, yeah, Smash wins that pretty easily. Alright, so that was best music. Uh, Moving on, we will go to best graphics. All right, so um, I tend to rate graphics on uh, personal preference, um, not technical prowess. So, um, I prefer like an anime aesthetic. I prefer... uh, I always prefer, like, you know, 2D animation over 3D. That's just me. But there's still a few, like, you know, technical heavy games that got nominated. So, for me, like, the best-looking games are, like, things like uh, Guilty Gear Xrd and uh, the um, the Cyberpunk, uh, not Cyberpunk 27-7, uh, CyberConnect, I'm sorry, not Cyberpunk, CyberConnect, the developer. Um, they're Naruto games. The way those games look, like that's more along that's more along the lines of my taste. So you know where I fall on this. It's not when I say best graphics, I don't just mean technical. Just what looks appealing to me. Anyway, with that being said, uh, the best graphics nominees are Dragon Quest XI, Red Dead Two, Ni no Kuni Two, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Forza Horizon Four, and God of War. Now. <laughs> Even though I just talked all of that shit. Oh wait, did I say did I say Dragon Ball Fighter Z? Did I forget that nominee? Yeah, Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Um yeah, was one of the nominees. Okay. Sorry about that, Dragon Ball. Forgot all about you. Is there anything I'm forgetting? Because I kind of just threw these lists together kind of haphazardly. Um, Spider-Man looks really good. PS4. As does Battlefield. Battlefield is always technically impressive. And what's impressive about Battlefield is like um, the sheer scale and scope of all of the things going on uh, simultaneously. So Battlefield is always fucking crazy, (laughs) graphically. Um, Smash looks really good, but I don't think it... No. Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World. I would put Monster Hunter on this list if I actually played the PC version. I know the PC version uh, at 60 frames per second probably looks phenomenal, but I haven't seen it. Um, And on console, it suffers from some technical issues when it comes to frame rate so that would eliminate Monster Hunter World. Uh now I haven't really thought about the winner on here. Nino Kuni 2 looks great, but that game's presentation, the overall presentation of Nino Kuni 2 is really all over the place. Like it's a phenomenal looking game. Sort of like cell shaded, tune-shaded graphics. Um but the voice acting is like hit or miss and a lot of times non-existent. Which oddly affects the presentation. It's fucking weird. What's another one I forgot? Oh, uh, Octopath Traveler I will put on here. Really interesting retro 2D sprite-based graphics. Um, with 3D backgrounds. Sort of looks, well not sort of, but looks very reminiscent of old Squaresoft. Uh... SNES-era RPGs. It looks a lot like Final Fantasy VI. Secret of Mana and things like that. So yeah, I would definitely give Octopath a a nomination. But overall, uh, best graphics, I think. I have to give it to Red Dead (laughs) 2. There's just no getting around how good that game looks. Lighting is fucking crazy. There's a bunch of different areas. Like, um, It's not just wilderness and you know, empty plain deserts. There's a full bustling city that I did not expect with Saint Saint Denise or is it Saint Denis? Saint Denise. Either or there's an entire city in that game that I didn't expect it to have. Like a like a modernish city. Or, you know, what a modernish city would be back then. Um yeah, that really threw me off guard. And then you have the fucking the swamp area, like the bayou and You've got the snowy mountains, and then on top of all of that, you have, uh, like I said, the lighting, the attention to detail on the guns. When you go into the shop, when you go into shops, like it's actually like the shops are actually littered with with items that you can pick up and purchase. That way, it's just it's crazy the amount of detail. Um, the horses are animated so well; different size horses, different. Sexes of horses, you know, it's it's really insane. And then the animation itself, The animation is why I don't I don't think it's great from a gameplay perspective, um, from a visual perspective, and a uh, from a presentation standpoint, it's really in the league of its own. And it's on a and I played it on a fucking base PS4, you know, not even on PS4 Pro. It's it's just an insane looking game. I can't believe what Rockstar is doing with this old-ass hardware man, so yeah best graphics red dead takes that kind of easily um, So yeah, that was best graphics Next category will be Let's see How far I, how far am I Oh, I'm only 11 minutes in okay, I'll do one more and then I'll take a break Okay, so I'll go best moment and or sequence um Now, what I mean by this, uh, it could be like an industry moment or it doesn't necessarily have to be in game. Like, for example, I have on here uh, Monster Hunter making it into the mainstream. For me, that was a really big like moment in gaming. So I have stuff like that. All right. So there's quite a few of these. Um, So, yeah, best moment or sequence. There'll be spoilers in here, by the way, Uh, if I talk about something from a game. Uh, the nominees are, okay, so <laughs> this one is an actual match from Evolution 2018. Uh, probably the best match of the show. Now, watching these matches on stream and on YouTube or whatever is much different than watching them in person. So, I'll give you some context for this match. So, I'm talking about, uh, it was Tekken 7, Little Majin versus... Uh, jdcr uh tekken 7 uh winners was it semifinals i think it was yeah so you had the lone american player still in the top eight versus the strong ass korean player and the koreans you know anything about tekken in this tournament history the koreans always whoop us right they, they just beat us down in tournament they always win and um Another thing significant about this match is that Little Majin is a King man. He's a character specialist with King. King is not a great character in Tekken. Okay, so he's not terrible in Tekken Seven, but he's not he's not like super top tier, you know. And uh, what made this match so awesome was that uh, the first match because it's the it's the best out of three. Um, the first match. Uh, J- JDCR, he completely completely destroys the American player. Completely destroys Lil Majin. And the crowd is like, we all expected it to go this way. But like most great Evo moments, uh, <laughs> we get a fucking crazy ass Rocky moment where this dude digs deep with a fucking terrible character. No, not terrible. That's a bit of a stretch. But he digs deep with fucking king of all characters. They managed to beat beats down really one of the best players on the planet. He just and yeah we had a we had an American in the fucking finals top eight of uh, Evo. Uh, Doesn't happen a whole lot, you know? Um winner's finals I should say. Yeah it was fucking crazy. And it was just crazy hype, you know. It was crazy hype. So yeah. That's moment number one. Uh like I said before The second nominee is Monster Hunter, making it to the mainstream. Now, the reason I picked this is because for as good as Monster Hunter World, all of the trailers and all of the hoopla with all of that looked, I never thought that people would be. I never thought that it would actually work. I didn't think that people would gravitate towards Monster Hunter. Like there was a there was a good couple of months where, you know, everybody has these. Moments at work, you going to work and everybody's talking about the latest game that's out or whatever. Monster Hunter was like that game for a good couple of months. Like it was the game everybody was talking about. It was fucking weird and kind of surreal, but I'm I I felt pretty good about it. I felt vindicated that the game that I've been following for quite a while and I've been championing I've been championing championing this game for a while now. Like just hoping that it would take off here in the states it's always been a thing in japan i mean here in the states and um yeah it just felt good to have people actually talking about and appreciating monster Hunter. so yeah i put that's the second nominee all right third nominee now this is from an actual game sequence and i'm talking about god of war so if you haven't played it you might want to uh, there'll be some spoilers um now, if you play God of War, you know what I'm talking about. You know what moment I'm talking about. There's the moment of the game um, where Kratos, uh, his son gets sick. Atreus gets sick. And he has to go into a particular part of the game where his current weapon won't work, right? I don't want to give away too many spoilers. Um, I'll dance around it. Um so he has to go back for his old weapon. The Blades of, is it the Blades of Exile in this game or is it the Blades of Chaos? I don't really remember. Either or, whatever the hell they're called. You have to go back for his weapons. And on his way there, uh, back to his to his little shed that he lives in with Atreus, his son. Um, Athena shows up and she's talking to him and she's like talking down to him. You'll always be a fucking monster. You're a piece of shit murderer. You know, that whole thing and just seeing the thing to show up was like that was mind blowing in and of itself. Um, but then you actually go back to a shed and you pull out the blades and yeah, I think the I think the achievement is like uh, what's the name of the achievement? Welcome back, old friend, or something like that. <laughs> That whole sequence is just so fucking well done, and the blades themselves—they translate into the new gameplay, like perspective, really fucking well. Um, now, the reason I picked this sequence is because, um, before God of War came out, PS4, I was a little upset that the blades were not in the game. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't read any spoilers. I went into the, I went into the game, thankfully. I did not see this whole thing coming. Um, but yeah, before God of War came out, I was like, oh, fuck, man. He just got a regular axe now. Like, that's fucking boring. Like, he's he's losing this cool, unique weapon and his identity for this boring-ass axe. That was one of my complaints before God of War came out, obviously, before I played it. Then when I played God of War and I got my hands on the axe, I fucking forgot all about the blades. Up until that point in the game, I didn't give a shit. It's like, wow, this... This axe is fucking dope. Like, it translates to Kratos' uh, fighting style so well. And up until that point in the game, I, I I couldn't care less about those blades until they hinted at it in the game, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Are they actually gonna do it? And they did it, and it was so well executed. Um, it was it was like a perfect moment for a person that's played every God of War game up until this point, like. Really good callback. Really, really good fan service. Super well done. And a whole new moveset to play around with. So, from a narrative standpoint, it works. From a gameplay standpoint, it works. From a fan service, like, callback to the old game standpoint, it works. It's just a perfect sequence. I don't see how that can't win. Like, that shit was fucking amazing. Um, Yeah, that, I think that wins easily. <laughs> Before I even spout off any of the other nominees. uh, I think that wins. Uh, The other nominees. um, The whole fucking fiasco with Fallout 76. I named it The Internet Hates Fallout 76. A.K.A. The Fallout of Fallout. Now, I don't normally get on board with this kind of hate. Um, I think it's kind of lame. And sidebar, I've played... Fallout seventy six in the past couple days, I kind of like it. It's fucking bad, but I'm having fun with it. <laughs> but watching this shit from a distance and having not played the game, um, yeah, it's been it's been fucking ill. To, it, it was fucking ill to watch that shit. It seemed like every other every other day there was some new issue with Fallout seventy six. Uh, uh, a day one patch. A, uh, what else did they have? All kinds of bugs and, and all the YouTubers fucking attacking it. Um, server crashes, all kinds of bugs, all kinds of hiccups. You had the, uh, the special edition or limited edition, whatever edition it was. That whole fiasco with the bags, that was like, <laughs> you can look up all of this stuff. gate is what people were were calling it. It It's fucking hilarious, man. Um, And then Bethesda, I guess, somehow giving out personal information. Like, everything was going wrong, has been going wrong with this game. Everything. From a a technical standpoint to sales. Like, the game went on sale like a week out. Um, It's just been a fucking disaster. And I got way more entertainment out of watching this game burn than I should have. Now, I still bought it. I bought it on sale. Um, I don't know if that gives me the right to laugh at it or whatever, but yeah, I feel I feel a little more justified now that I bought it and I played it a little bit, um, but I can't lie. It was, it, was, it was fucking fun to watch. The meltdown over this game, it was so fucking toxic, but it was also hilarious. So I don't know. Maybe I'm part of the problem clicking on all of these negative YouTube videos and Reddit threads and whatnot. But definitely one of my best, definitely one of the more fun moments of the year (laughs) as far as gaming goes. Um, What else do I have on here? Uh, EVO 2018, the Sagat and G season three reveal. Now, this was really cool because. um, We knew Sagat was coming. We knew the character G was coming. This is the uh, Street Fighter, Street Fighter five DLC. The last two characters of season three. But the reveal, the reveal itself is so cool, seeing it in person, seeing all of the hype, all of the excitement. Um, again, watching these things on YouTube and watching these things and videos and whatnot on stream, it's very different than the live event. Um, I'm not a person that gets super excited when I watch something over the Internet, but in person, it's like it's hard to not let that hype get to you. It's pretty infectious. Um. So yeah, that was a really cool moment. And then when they when they revealed the trailer, they said, yeah, the characters are dropping like tomorrow. And it was like, oh shit, we get two new characters at once. So yeah, that was pretty dope as a Street Fighter fan. Uh last nominee is Smash Ultimate, the first trailer for Smash Ultimate. Uh every Everyone Is Here trailer. That shit was dope. Because before we knew everybody was coming back to smash, there was a lot of speculation on as to which characters were actually going to make it old characters. So when the trailer said like, yo, fucking everybody is back as a fighting game fan. That's some of the best news you can hear about a sequel is that your main, your character is coming back. Like, and in this game's, uh, in this game's case, everybody was coming back. So it, literally everybody that played Smash 4 should be happy, right? Like, everybody made it back <laughs> in one way or another. So, yeah, that was fucking cool. Um, and those are all of my nominees. Yeah, uh, God of War takes it easy. Um, that's not even really a contest. The, the fucking uh, Little Majin, JDCR match was really cool. and Seeing it in person was fucking dope as hell, but... Yeah, I got to give it to a moment in an actual game. So, yeah, the blaze of chaos, blaze of exile from God of War. Best moment. And, uh, yeah, we, we're coming up on 24 minutes already. Um, I've gone through how many nominees now or how many categories now? I think three. I've only got four more. So, yeah, it won't be too much longer, y'all. So stick with me. I'm going to go take a little break, grab a drink, play this back, see how it sounds, all of that jazz. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, but I will be right back. Alright, welcome back people to my fucking, I don't know what the hell you call it, game of the year extravaganza. Yeah, anyway, so so far I went over. Best graphics, uh, best moment and or sequence, best music. Um, so I only got a few categories left, so it shouldn't take too long. Game of the year might take a while since I got – I'm going to pick 10 and then uh, try to narrow it down from there because I got like maybe like 15 games total. I need to sift through. But anyway, we'll get there when we get to it. Or we'll, we'll get to it when we get there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um the next one is uh um over here tinker tinkering with Monster Hunter. My fault. Probably shouldn't be playing the game while I'm doing this. Um will be uh the next uh category will be best old ass game. <coughs> best old ass game. What by what I mean by this is um a very old game that maybe came out couple years ago, last year, whatever, that I'm still playing, or that I finally got around to playing. Um, that's the category, That's the uh, criteria for this category. So, with that being said, um, the, the nominees for best old-ass game are Final Fantasy 14, Diablo 3, Warframe, Bloodborne, the old Hunters DLC, and Fallout 4. I'm trying to think, was there anything else old that I finally fucking got around to playing this year? I guess I did. technically did play a lot of Xenoblade 2. Um, although the expansion only came out this year, I did play a lot of just Xenoblade 2 proper. Uh, what else? Uh, Shh. Yeah, I think that might be it, man. Um, I tried to play uh, Mass Effect and Andromeda, Andromeda again. Didn't work. Uh, tried to get back into XCOM 2. Didn't work. <laughs> um, tried to get back into The Division. Can't really play that game solo. Kind of lost my road dog on that one. So, yeah. Um, and with that being said, I think I have to give it to Warframe. Now, I really only discovered Warframe this year, and by discovered, I mean really discovered it, always knew about it, Um, always knew it had a pretty big following, pretty dedicated following, but I uh, actually gave it a real fair shot this year, and it finally clicked. I tried it multiple times before, never really worked, I didn't really get it, it seemed real convoluted and kind of hard to get into Um, but I actually sat down with a guide with a like a game fact and a couple of a handful of YouTube videos and I said I'm gonna give this a real shot. And it finally clicked and lo and behold, Warframe is amazing. Uh (laughs) one of the best games I played this year. It's actually in my game of the year nominations because for me, that shit just came out this year. Fuck all that other shit. Um Final Fantasy 14 was also really strong. Um Final Fantasy Fourteen is like my ongoing MMO. Most people usually only have one, and that's my one. Uh so whenever they do a big content update, a big patch, I'll go back for like a month or two and then I'll take a break. Go back, take a break, go back, take a break. That's been uh That's been Final Fantasy XIV up until this point. We were in between expansions this year, so I didn't go back as many times as I usually do. But I still played a whole lot of Final Fantasy XIV this year. So, yeah. Bloodborne. I finally got around to playing the old Hunters. Um, Tremendous, tremendous DLC. If I ever did like a best add-on or best DLC, if I was to do that sort of thing, uh, this game would definitely win it um although that dlc did not come out this year so this is an old ass old ass old ass game that i was playing <laughs> um but yeah i had to, i had the dlc for a while i just hadn't got around to playing it kept putting it off finally buckled down and played it a couple months ago and uh yeah bloodborne is probably the best uh of the souls games And that edition, uh, the old Hunters edition, really solidifies that. That game is tremendous. Um, Fallout 4, I went back to Fallout 4 because of 76. All the hoopla with 76 made me revisit Fallout 4. You know, was it really that bad? Was it as bad as I was saying? Because I was kind of hard on Fallout 4, honestly. Went back to it, played it a bit. And although I played it with a lot of mods, um, that game is a lot better than... I initially gave it credit for like if you strip away the main story um which i do think is like legitimately bad the main story the main narrative of Fallout 4 doesn't fit with the uh the freedom in a freeform open world format of the Bethesda game i just i don't think they mesh well you know Given your created character and your char- the character that you're supposed to be role playing, they give them too much of a backstory. They layer too much on top of the character that you're starting to plan out as. And I don't like that. I don't even really want them to be voice acted, to be all the way honest with you. I just want the blank slate, New Vegas, just silent protagonist is fine. That way, when I'm role playing, I don't say the wrong thing, you know, because, you know, a lot of times in these games like Mass Effect and, and fallout 4 your response will be uh let's go say you talk to an npc you hit b right it says let's go and then your character will say how about we go over there now that might be the same con- contextually but that's not the i want to say what i said just flat out just say what i pick anyway i'm rambling <laughs> With that being all of that said, uh, Fallout 4 is not as bad as what I initially thought. It's actually a really good game. It's actually really strong. Um, and, yeah, I played quite a bit of that this year. Uh, in the past couple of weeks, actually, I played quite a bit of Fallout 4. But Warframe still takes it. Best old-ass game of 2018 is Warframe. Uh, all right, so we got that done. That's an old-ass game. Played a lot of Diablo 3, too. After all of the Diablo... Uh, was it Diablo Immortal? All of the hoopla with that. Ended up going back to Diablo 3. And that game is still awesome. And I almost bought it on Switch. Which was pretty fucked up. Alright, anyway. Next category. Biggest flop. And or biggest disappointment. Um. Now, these aren't some of these are bad games and some of these are games that I thought were going to be incredible, but just sort of turned out middling. I should probably make this two different categories or eliminate some of this stuff. Um, eh, I'll just leave it as I'll, I'll leave it as it is for now. This is my first time doing it. So it's going to be a little rocky. Um, so biggest flop, biggest, biggest disappointment, biggest like fuck up or whatever you want to call it. Um, now, all of these nominees are not necessarily bad games. Like, I got Battlefield Five on here, but I don't think Battlefield Five is a bad game. It's just a little mismanaged, and as of right now, it, it doesn't really seem like they know what they want to do. So, the first game on that list, I will say, is Battlefield V, um, for, the, for the reasons I just said. Um, just over the past week, they've made all kinds of sweeping gameplay gameplay changes to uh, the Time to Kill, TD, TTK, and that seems to upset a lot of the hardcore community. They're trying to get casuals to play it, and uh, that's not always a good sign. It doesn't seem like they have a real clear vision of what they want to do with the game. Um, like, on one hand, they're trying to please the masses, but on the other hand, they're, they're sort of like putting a finger up to the gaming community and saying, fuck you, we go do what you want. And I'm like, which one is it? Like now with Battlefield 5, the initial controversy with you know the women and the prosthetic arm and all of that hoopla. I personally don't give a good goddamn about that. That's those are not legitimate complaints to me. You know, having a woman on the cover in a battlefield game, and having women on a battlefield is not, that's not real controversy to me. I don't even know why that's an issue with people. <laughs> I just don't get it, um, but the actual gameplay problems of the game those are legitimate. Those are legitimate. The lack of modes, the bugs, the glitches, the slow ass menus, the long ass load times, um, the lack of content. Uh, it seems as though Dice doesn't really know what it's doing so far. You know, I thought they had a clear vision, but doesn't seem like they doesn't seem like they do. So, Biggest Flop, Battlefield 5, is in. Battlefield 5 is interesting as it is in. It's in Biggest Flop, but it's also in my Game of the Year running, and it's also in Best Graphics. So, yeah, you can still be a great game and still be disappointing. Those are not uh, mutually exclusive. Anyway, with that out of the way, the other nominees of Biggest Flop, Fallout 76. I don't think I need to go over this again. We all, know this, we all know the track record. Fallout 76 at this point. Pretty big fuck up. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, not a very interesting game. Kind of wanted done. Kind of forgotten about. Kind of invisible. Again, not a terrible game. But just sort of like... It was just sort of there. Just sort of existed. And came and went um okay other nominees Xbox one's first party lineup um this might actually be the winner uh I was <laughs> yeah Xbox was like as far as first party games go and exclusives um state of decay 2 didn't really hit see these d- didn't really hit I personally don't play racing games, so Forza's not really for me, although I think it's a very pretty game. It's a very interesting game. I personally wouldn't play it, so from the Xbox camp, like, there was nothing, man. I could have literally went the whole year without turning that thing on and would have been perfectly fine from a gaming point of view. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. So, yeah. I mean, they're doing really good with Game Pass, but yeah, the first party lineup this year was abysmal. It was abysmal. Um, almost non existent. Not relevant. And Sony had a banner year. So it's like, and even Nintendo had more I was interested in. Even though it was only a handful of games from Nintendo, it was still more. I still got more play hours out of my Switch. And uh, I think I got like three or four Switch games this year. I still got way more play time out of that thing than I did with the Xbox one and I have Game Pass. So <laughs> yeah. Microsoft really needs to step it up when it comes to, when it comes to that. Um All right, biggest flop other nominees, Dynasty Warriors 9. Now I'm a big Dynasty Warriors guy. I'm a big Musou guy in general. I love these games. But Dynasty Warriors 9 was fucking terrible. It was fucking terrible. They went open world and, you know, to try to change things up, to try to chase the open world, uh, fucking trend. And it didn't pan out in any way, shape or form that game. There was nothing good about that game. I can't think of one thing that I like. It retains none of the fun from the old dynasty warriors games. The characters are boring to play. The objectives suck. It's ugly. It's a technical mess. The uh, the roster sucks. A lot of the unique weapons were gone, at least at launch. Um, granted, I only played this game at launch. I don't know if, if it's improved since then. We live in a different age now, so today the game might be better. I don't know. But I played it. I'm talking about uh, week one is when I played the game. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Dynasty Warriors 9 is a fucking terrible, terrible Probably the worst Dynasty Warriors game, by far. Out of all of the Musou games, I'm talking, like, out of all of the sub-genres and spin-offs of Dynasty Warriors, this is probably the worst one I've ever played. No redeeming qualities whatsoever. Um, what else was disappointing? Uh, I have to say, Dragon Quest Eleven again, Dragon Quest is not a bad game in any way, shape, or form. It's actually really, really good. But two things about Dragon Quest that I fucking hate. One, uh, the story is kind of abysmal for, like, the first 30 hours. Nothing really interesting happens. And two, the MIDI music is fucking awful. It's atrocious. Um, like, is so subpar the music is so terrible and that shouldn't be the case in dragon dragon quest dragon quest should have phenomenal music you know um and the only reason i say is that it was disappointing is because i was so hyped for it you know and the game is so pretty i love the graphics i love the presentation the voice acting all that is strong i love i like the battle system you know and the world itself, the enemy design, all of that. I love all of that. But it's just not that interesting actually playing through the story for the first like I said like 30 hours is kind of dull and it's also kind of easy at first until you get to the post game stuff. And the music sucks. So it's like some to me these are these are points of the game that could have easily been like, better. The game could have just been a little bit faster at getting to, you know, where it needed to get from a narrative standpoint. And the music just shouldn't be this bad. There's no excuse for it. I know why it sucks. (laughs) Ultimately because of money, but, uh, eh, I won't get into that. Uh, biggest flop. What else we got? Uh, trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head. Uh, Nino Kuni 2. Nino Kuni 2 is not a great game. Uh, very pretty game. And not a terrible game, but not a great game. Not as good as it should be. Not as good as the first one. Not as impressive. And way too easy. Um, the voice acting and all of that. They should they should have either picked fully voiced or not voiced at all. They should have just fucking picked one. This sort of like half a half thing and with no voice acting in some very key scenes is just really jarring and it looks kind of awful. And again, the music in Nino Kuni 2 is pretty terrible. I don't think it's that great. So uh yeah, Nino Kuni 2 did not turn out as well as I wanted it to. Um, and I was, again, I only put it on this list because I was pretty excited about it. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all of my nominees for biggest flop and or disappointment. Um, the winner is, I kind of want to give it to Fallout by, by default. Um, but for me personally, I think I got to give it to Xbox xbox in this first party lineup this is like the second year in a row where that entire system has been just completely uninteresting um i will give it the fallout but i've you know i've played it since last week actually got my hands on it and i personally don't hate it so yeah i gotta give it to xbox man xbox please please step your shit up for next year um this is by far the worst Xbox console. Like this is the second year. This might be, no, it's the second year in a row that has been absolutely nothing going on with it. Like there's just, there's no interesting exclusives as of right now. Um, it's looking up though. Microsoft acquired a lot of good studios. Um, but all of that is probably going to take a while to come to, Fruition so I don't know how next year is gonna look. I Don't know So, uh, yeah, congratulations, I guess Xbox for biggest flop (laughs) That's almost two years in a row now all right last category before I get to game of the Year, and I'll take another break Before I do that because that might take a while anyway, um Moving on a more positive note, uh, this will be Most Anticipated for 2019. Now, this won't actually have a winner or a loser or anything like that. It's just me rambling off a bunch of games that I'm interested in. That may or may not come out next year. So, Most Anticipated. Anthem from Bioware. Uh, yeah, I love the looter-shooter uh, RPG hybrid genre. I love those games, so... And I love Iron Man, and I love mech suits and shit like that, so Anthem is right up my alley. I know a lot of people are down on Anthem, people saying it's not all that interesting, looks like a Destiny clone, and I'm like, so what? Is BioWare doing a looter shooter? Why? Like, that should be enough to be exciting for you. Um, and I generally like BioWare games. Like, I love The Old Republic. Everybody else hated it, but I have a hell of a time with The Old Republic when it came out, so... Yeah, I'm interested to see what BioWare can bring to the shooter shooter like subgenre. Uh, so yeah, Anthem, uh, Final Fantasy 14, Shadowbringers. Like I said before, Final Fantasy 14 is my MMO of choice. Also with Final Fantasy, just in general, I feel as though 14 is the only positive representation of Final Fantasy in the past. I don't know. <coughs> It might it might be like ten years. Um, Final Fantasy twelve is really good, but that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> um, and uh, Dissidia sucks. Like the PS four, Dissidia is trash. Final Fantasy fifteen is a hot fucking mess. Thirteen was a complete bust. That was a whole generation when Final Fantasy didn't show up. So as an old time final fantasy fan it almost all hinges on and my enjoyment of final fantasy mainly comes from 14 now so shadow is kind of a big deal for me um all right most anticipated other nominees the division two yeah yep like i said before i love the looter shooter genre I really fucking liked the first division game I thought it was a really strong first attempt um, just an incredible incredibly fun co-op game uh, I thought it was a better first attempt than even destiny was not overall like but as a first attempt I thought it was better than destiny um the RPG elements of the Division were always stronger. The builds and the loadouts and uh, how your gear affects your abilities and things like that, all stronger in the Division. While Destiny had the stronger group play, the strikes and the raids and things like that. Um, So they both excel in different ways, but with with, uh, with gear progression being stronger in, in the Division, it gave it for me, personally, more of a lifespan than something like Destiny. Because Strikes and the Raid, they have a shelf life, right? The first time you play through it, it's really fucking cool. The first time you get through it, it's rad as hell. But then after that, it becomes quite, you know, it's a sequence. You've seen it. It's You know, you can only do it so many times. And it's not all that interesting. So, yeah, I thought The Division was a stronger game at launch. Uh, than Destiny. Anyway, moving on. Uh, most anticipated. The Last of Us 2. Not much needs to be said about that. The Last of Us is one of my favorite games of all time. So, yeah. Last of Us 2. Looks fucking incredible. Trailer was off the hook. Hopefully it actually does come out next year, though. Monster Hunter Iceborne. The expansion to Monster Hunter World. Really looking forward to it. Hope it has G-Rank. Hope it has a bunch of the uh, Tundra-esque monsters that were are missing from World. I hope they make the jump to the expansion. Really looking forward to that. Um, the Outer Worlds. Uh, Obsidian's Fallout-ish looking game that I talked about last week. Uh, looks really fucking cool. Can't wait to check it out. Hopefully it comes out next year. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, Gears 5, uh, Gears of War, big Gears of War fan. Um, Hopefully that comes out next year and that will give me a reason to get excited about my Xbox. So, yeah. I got some honorable mentions in uh, Most Anticipated. I don't think these games will come out next year. But I mentioned them anyway. Uh, Doom Eternal. I really like Doom, uh, what was it, 2016? Yeah, I really like that newer Doom game, that shit was off the hook so I'm really looking forward to the sequel of course Cyberpunk 2077 again, I don't think it'll come out in 2019, but just in case it does I'm putting it on this list really looking forward to seeing the Smash Ultimate DLC what other characters are they going to bring to the table I never expected Joker, so yeah really interested to see where that goes uh, Street Fighter Season Four DLC. What are those characters going to be? What are the, are they going to do? Any more balance changes? You know, what's that? How's that going to turn out? Um, Metroid Prime Four, maybe, hopefully, please, Nintendo, Metroid Prime. Does it exist? What's happening? <laughs> and what is Retro doing? Like, what the hell is going on? Um. So yeah that's pretty much it for the most anticipated I mean I got some other stuff too like uh, Ghost of Tsushima is that what it's called Ghost of whatever the sucker punch game is called uh, looking forward to that looking forward to uh, oh I forget the name of it Shadows Die Twice the uh, the new Miyazaki uh, you know the uh, new Dark Souls-ish game with Samurais and whatnot. can't believe I can't believe I forgot the name of that game wow Looking forward to that one too, although not as much. It's just like a I saw the trailer. I got pretty hype about it. Yeah, I'll play that. Um, that's how my that's how my souls uh they call them souls born games. <laughs> Bloodborne and Dark Souls and all that, all of those games, I have the same like hype level for those games. Like when I finished Bloodborne, I said I was done. I'm satisfied. I'm over these uh, Souls games. This could be the last one, and I'll be perfectly satisfied. And then the Dark Souls 3 trailer trailer drops right before it comes out, and I'm mad hyped. So I'll probably get more hype about this game as it get closer closer to release. So, yeah. Those are my most anticipated. Uh, out of all of those, Shadowbring, Shadowbringers and Monster Hunter are probably at the top. So two expansions are... Are what I'm most excited about. Cyberpunk 2, but I don't think that's hit in 2019. And, uh, yeah. Damn. We are almost at 30 minutes now. I need to really work on my rambling. Sorry about that, people. x some of this stuff off. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take another break. And when I get back, I will do Game of the Year proper. Uh, that one shouldn't take as long. That'll be a shorter segment, so... We'll get through that quick. But, uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for sticking with me thus far, people. We almost done. We almost through this shit. So just bear with me. I'll be right back. Whew. Okay. That. Look. <laughs> Jesus. That's a great start. Last and final segment of this game of the year shit. Uh. Last category, game of the year proper. So I got like 14 games here. Going to narrow the list down to 10. And then uh, try to, you know, put them in a a 1 to 10 order. Or a 10 to 1 order. That would be a better way to do it, right? All right. So the 14 games that I have listed for a game of the year are Monster Hunter World. God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Battlefield 5, Warframe, Marvel Spider-Man, Divinity 2: Original Sin, uh, Dragon Quest 11, Far Cry 5. Wow, how'd that get in there? And Soul Caliber Six. So, with that being said, I think I can immediately eliminate Far Cry (laughs) Five. Far Cry Five is not a bad game. Um, It's actually a really good game, but it's it's the same. It's the same as Far Cry has been doing since like Part Three. That same formula. Um, It could have been a lot cooler if. And I I know a lot of people will disagree because the setting is, like, in middle America, and it was a real chance to, like, say something, but it didn't. I know a lot of people didn't want the game to be political, but I feel as though it would have made the game a lot more interesting because the gameplay is all there. The gameplay itself is still pretty fucking strong. Good open-world sandbox to play around in. And honestly, if we're talking about from a gameplay perspective, I think it's stronger than than Red Dead. If you want to talk about open-world sandbox shenanigans. But Red Dead is that much more interesting because it actually has something it's trying to say. It actually has something it's trying to convey. And it's not just, you know... It's just not as, as as boring as Far Cry five is. Far Cry five is just like the gameplay itself is strong, but then from a narrative perspective it just it does it, it doesn't say anything. So yeah, I could cross Far Cry five off of that list. So we are left with uh how many are we at now? One, two, three. Down to thirteen games. Uh, so the strongest games on this list, I feel, is are Monster Hunter, God of War, Red Dead, AC Odyssey. Those are locked, I think. So I'm gonna put a little marker by these by these games' names. Um, Smash Ultimate is a keeper. Uh, Warframe is a keeper. I gotta I gotta put that one. On. The reason I put Warframe on this list, uh, for reasons that I stated before, I just really discovered the game this year, and that is a that is a full on that is one of the better looter shooter RPGs of our time, and it's completely completely unique. It's not like really like anything else aesthetically, visually, um, the music choices, their plans for the game. they plan to go with it the way they plan to update it it's also completely free and it's fair it's not like a lot of these free-to-play games where say they say it's free to play but you you reach a certain point where you're definitely going to put some money into it no you don't have to pay for anything in warframe like not at all um you do have to buy like warframe slots and weapon slots and things like that but the in-game currency You can barter with items that you collect, mods and Warframe parts. You can barter with other players to gain in-game currency. So technically, if you don't want to buy anything and you take the time to get all of it yourself, you can. Um, I actually got really, really uh, lucky with that, actually. Side note, I'll give you a little story. Um. I got a really highly sought after ribbon mod. Ribbon mods are some of the most powerful mods in the game. Um, I got a ribbon mod for a particularly rare weapon called the Zenistar. You have to log in a certain amount of days to even get this weapon. And um, this was before they patched, before they did a few patches. But when I got this mod, it was pretty highly sought after. And I just, I just got it by luck at a draw. And... I made a lot of in-game currency off of that just by selling it to another player. And that fucking funded my hijinks with the game for the longest time. Um, and yeah, that's just one example of a way you can do it. Like, you don't really have to pay for anything. I got a lot of enjoyment out of that game for free. So Warframe is definitely on the list. It's also one of the games i played the most this year, like, just hours-wise. <laughs> um. So how many is that? Because I want to narrow it down to ten. One, two, three, four... Five with Ult- Smash Ultimate. Six with Warframe. Uh... Spider-Man Divinity 2... Dragon Quest. Oh, I have Spider-Man listed twice. So that helps. So we're actually down. We actually only had 13 games listed. Um i think divinity 2 has to make this list um divinity 2 is although i didn't finish it it is one of the best rpgs i've ever played easily um there is so much freedom in this games it has a very open approach to quest design and combat um now I'm not that good at it. I can't give you some. I can't really give you good examples of how to manipulate the combat in really creative ways. But you can. There's a ton of different abilities in the game and spells and things like that, and it has a really interesting, uh, like, element system. So you can you can you can freeze the ground and wet the ground, and like elements play a big part of the game's combat. Um. Field effects like fire, slippery floors, uh, like slippery for sl- slippery surface will conduct electricity a lot stronger um, and just a lot of different ways you play around with combat like that. I, I, I know I'm not really command it really well, how good it is. You can maybe watch a video on it to have somebody explain it a lot better, but the combat is really deep and the RPG systems are deep as well, like. You can murder almost everybody if that's how you want to play. <laughs> um, granted, some of these NPCs are really strong, but there are creative ways to deal with them too. Like one example, like I'll give you one example. Like uh I, very early in the game, I learned a teleport, a teleportation spell. Now, the teleportation spell works on objects and it works on enemies. So you can deal with a lot of particularly strong enemies by teleport teleporting them into lava or bottomless pits or, you know, hazards like that. So just thinking of creative ways to manipulate the combat. And, yeah, the dialogue is really well done. The writing is sharp. The characters are interesting. Um, again, I didn't complete Divinity 2 Original Sim, but I got to, I think I got to, like... Is it the second chapter? I got pretty far into it. It's a tough game though. Even on normal, it's like if you don't know all of these tricks and it's a turn based RPG if you didn't know. Um, if you don't know all of these these little tricks and nuances to the combat, it could be really tough if you just plan it like just straight up how I did. Like I tried to I was trying to play it like a straight up turn based tactical RPG, like Final Fantasy Tactics or something like that. And it's like, no, to really get through it, you have to be a a lot more creative and I actually like that because I feel like an easier difficulty gyps you of for certain games playing on easy will you'll rob yourself of the enjoyment of figuring out what's actually good about this game Um, and the fights get a lot easier once you understand how to manipulate the environment the AI and your kit your you know your and not only that, but your party's abilities, too, because they play off of each other really well. It's just a really super dynamic battle system. Probably the best turn-based battle system i ever played. And I know that's like people are probably rolling AIs hearing me say that, but it's really, really deep. It's really layered. Um, so, yeah, Divinity 2 definitely gets a spot on the list. That's definitely in the top ten. Spider-Man... Spider-Man is good. Spider-Man is great. But it's also very by the books. It's very... You've seen the Spider-Man game before. It's not anything crazy. So... I don't know. I will put it on the list over Dragon Quest, though. For the complaints that I had about Dragon Quest before, the music and the main quest sort of taking its time... um. So out of those two, I think I would pick Spider-Man over Dragon Quest. So out of this list, okay, I'll get rid of, I'll get rid of Dragon Quest. Sorry, Dragon Quest. That was one of my most anticipated games of the last year too. Before it came out, I was so hyped about it, so excited. So that leaves us with Spider-Man. How many we got? One, two, three, four, five. Six seven. So we got to pick three more. Uh, I think we only got three more left. I think we might be good. We got Dragon Ball Z Fighters, Battlefield 5, Spider Man, and Soul Calibur 6. So one of these has to go. Um, so out of these four games, I think I will get rid of oh shit. I think I'll get rid of Battlefield just because uh, of all of the problems surrounding the game currently. The uh, the weird-ass launch that it had, like, it had a really strange launch. Like, it came out, I think it was like a week or two early for delu- Deluxe users. And then for everybody else, it came out later. And it felt like a beta when it, that initial week. And... It doesn't have a whole lot of modes. We had some horrible imbalance with main weapons, mainly with the medic class. The medic class felt extremely weak, um, while the assault class felt fucking OP as hell. Like, and that's fine. The assault class should be better than the medic class in most, like, general uh, scenarios. But every gun in the goddamn kit in the assault class— at least at launch, I don't know how it is now, but every goddamn gun in the assault class was amazing, and you had maybe like two guns out of the medic class that were serviceable. Um, the stint is pretty good, but again, it's not as versatile as the assault class. And to have a an entire class in the game fucked up like that, it's just not. And mainly a class that I personally like to play. Like I like to play medic kind of sucks man kind of sucks so yeah plus all of the hoopla with changing the time to kill and reverting it back and a bunch of different modes missing and the battlefield is just kind of a mess it's still an amazing game the gameplay carries it but yeah I will eliminate battlefield 5 from the list okay so top 10 games of the year are. Monster in the World, God of War, Red Dead Redemption Two, which I'm really surprised about, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Dragon Ball Fighters, Warframe, Divinity Two: Original Sin, Spider Man, and Soul Calibur Six. You made the cut, Soul Calibur. You flew under the radar, and you made it in. Made it in on fundamentals alone. That's kind of fitting for a fighting game. <laughs> okay, so out of these games, how would I how would I rank these? How would I rate them? Uh, starting from 10. I guess 10 would be Soul Caliber because it barely made the cut. Uh, and then at nine, I would put let's see, Spider-Man is at nine. Although I think Spider-Man is a really good game, it's not all that surprising. Um, it's not that crazy. It's just a, it's just a really, really well done superhero game, you know, open city game. Not that, not all that mind boggling. Cool to see though. Definitely a good moment for Spider-Man. Good year for Spider-Man in general, uh. Was Infinity War this year? I don't even remember. Well, Infinity War was dope. Homecoming was dope. Uh Venom was kind of eh. With Spider-Man was absent from Venom. Um I'm talking about I'm talking about the movies of course. Then you had Spider Marvel Spider-Man on PS4 which was fucking strong. And then you had closing out the year into the Spider-Verse, which was fucking sick, man. Like, oh, the movie is so good. So yes, yeah, Spider Man had kind of a good year. Good year for Spider Man. Anyway, Spider Man's at nine. Uh, at eight, let's see. Number eight, I will put Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Now I do really, really like Dragon Ball. Um, hence why I made the list. <laughs> but I think. They need to do another season. They need to think about maybe adding more assists. It should be more like Marvel. It should be more like Marvel. Like, I would love for each of the characters now to get more than one assist. It would add some variety to the game. Um, Like, the meta play, like the tournament play, is sort of, it got kind of stale and stagnant for a while. And I think mixing up the assists, while adding more assists, there will always clearly be one to pick that's better than the others. Um, it might lead to some. It might lead to more potential combo routes and strings and setups that really smart players could come up with. It just mix the game up really, really well. Uh, hopefully, that comes in the future. Hopefully, they do a uh, season two, new set of characters, um, and hopefully we we get new assists too, and maybe some sort of better push, but push block mechanic, because the strings in that game are fucking crazy. But, uh, yeah, that's my that's my fighting game moment. Um, but, yeah, Dragon Ball Z is fucking strong. Solid start for a fighting game. One of the strongest starts for a fighting game I've seen. For a new fighting game, like, that doesn't have an established history. Alright, back to the list. At seven, uh... Hmm... Now it's getting tough because my favorite games, we're down to my favorite games now. I really want to give Divinity its just due. I feel, it, I feel as though it should be higher on the list. So at seven, this is probably going to be controversial, but fuck it. I'm going to put Red Dead at seven. Um, I know a lot of people like that. Are you fucking insane putting Red Dead that high in your top 10 list? Look, Red Dead, I I have to nitpick here to get this list where I want it. So I have to sort of dog on games that I think are great. And Red Dead still has problems from GTA 5. Um, I went over it in a previous podcast. Hopefully you listen to it, but you know my grievances with Red Dead. A lot more YouTubers and critics are talking about it now, like sort of like the uh, the, the very rigid main mission structure of Red Dead is. Uh, people are starting to look at it with a more critical eye now. It's not just me, and I'm happy to see that. Um, still a, an, ama- an amazing game, but rigid main quest main quest structure and. The online offering so far being kind of weak. Yeah, I feel comfortable with putting Red Dead at that point. So we'll put Red Dead at 7. And at 6 we'll put Warframe, which is fucking respectable. I already went over why I like Warframe a couple minutes ago. So, yeah. Warframe over Red Dead? Yep. Played it a lot more. Enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, It finally clicked. It happened at a weird time, too. Like, I, I, I was just getting into Warframe when, like, oddly enough, all of this fucking coverage from YouTube, all of this positive buzz with Warframe started to happen. And then maybe like a month or I think it was maybe a month after I got into it, the TennoCon shit happened. And they revealed their future plans for the game. So I was, like, really gassed up for Warframe at the time. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, really just good year for Warframe. DLC just came out on PS4. That shit is really good. They keep adding frames. They keep adding on to it. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm a Warframe head now. All right. Now we're getting down to brass task here. Now it's getting... Now it's getting interesting. We are down to the top five. So the number five slot. What we got left? We got Monster Hunter, God of War, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Smash Ultimate, and I'm missing something. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Wait, did I place divinity? Divinity. (laughs) Yeah, divinity. Okay. Sorry about that. I got a little lost. So at five, I will put divinity at five. Because. Oh shit. Because of the combat system, because of the music, you know, the visuals, the the storytelling, the, the, the comedy. And the combat itself Um, and the fact that it's an old school hardcore turn based RPG. We don't get a lot of these no more. I wanted to give it as props, even though I didn't finish it. um, I feel as though it is one of the best games of the year, easily the best RPG of the year. Better than Dragon Quest, better than uh, Octopath, Xenoblade 2, uh, even Fallout 76, all of that shit. Like, Divinity 2 is the RPG, at least for consoles, this year. I think it came out on PC last year, and it got all of this praise. And what's crazy about Divinity is, like, nobody is really talking about it. None of my friends, none of the people that really consider themselves hardcore RPG players are even paying attention to this game. It's insane. So, I just want to give that game as props. Like... I definitely need to go back and finish that one. Um, and it has co-op. Like, what the hell? Like, the game is just, ugh, that game is crazy. So Divinity at number five. Number four will be... Uh, this is getting tough. Uh, four. The fourth slot is between Smash Ultimate and AC Odyssey. Um, and I think I'm going to give it to Assassin's Creed Odyssey Yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be number four. Now, when I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I was like, holy fuck. It's a lot like Origins, but it's just a better Origins. And with more Witcher injected into it. Well, oh, Witcher 3, which is totally not a bad thing. Um. I love that game. I love the, the character Cassandra. Um, I love what they've done with the gameplay. They just made it more of an RPG, an action RPG, with like really good controls and really stellar visuals, good side quests, and a whole lot of game, too. I got like maybe 80 hours out of that game, just main story quest. Haven't touched the DLC yet. Um, good support for the game too. A lot of good free DLC, a lot of good paid DLC. So, yeah, Odyssey is fucking strong. So, with that being said, that by default puts Smash Ultimate at number three. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It is the ultimate Smash Brothers game. Not much more to say about that. It's fucking, if you like Smash Brothers, it's the best Smash has been. So, yeah. And it's crazy. Really good fan service. So many characters. So much good music. So many good callbacks to old games. Yeah, if you got a Switch, just fucking buy it, man. Like, there's no reason not to. Um... And, as, and that brings us down to our top two. Monster underworld World, God of War. And I have to say, it's not easy. <laughs> but I think I have to give it number two to God of War. Um, only because, now God of War is a tremendous update to a game that uh was getting a little long in the tooth was getting the old formula for god of war i mean it was getting a little stale it was getting a little boring so bringing it back in the way they did was the right choice initially when i first saw the god of war trailer i was like not that excited about it the perspective kind of threw me off i didn't think a character action game could work from a typical third person camera angle man i was so wrong (laughs) <laughs> I was so wrong. This is why I'm just a, a a consumer and critic, and not a designer, because they knew what the fuck they were doing, man. Like, my God, such a good game, damn near flawless. The only reason I give Monster Hunter World game of game of the year over God of War is because of replayability, uh, co-op, numbers of hours played. And um, to me, the hallmark of a good game, or a great game really, is is replayability. And unfortunately for God of War, it is a linear or fairly linear single-player, story-driven, narrative-driven game. It's really hard for me personally. this This isn't the case for everybody but it's really hard for single player games to compete with a multiplayer game like monster hunter my favorite thing in video games is good challenging boss fights that's like my favorite that's my favorite shit it's what i like the most about games like dragon's dogma It's what i like the most about games like uh dark souls bloodborne and you know, even the character action games like Devil May Cry, Bandetta, I love the boss fights in these games. Boss fights are my bread and butter. I love them. So an entire game dedicated to just solid-ass boss fights with, with really good mechanics, with uh, a handful of different handling, very nuanced weapons to use, and um, with armor to collect and, and with co-op and, you know, the, the, the fights are, I'm talking about Monster Hunter here, the fights are challenging and interesting and varied and, and not only that, Monster Hunter made a lot of good gameplay concessions. They streamlined, and I know that's a bad word, but they streamlined a lot of the, uh, just the general jankiness with old Monster Hunter games. A lot of the, uh, horribly clumbersome crafting and gathering systems they they straightened all of that out they made it a lot easier they made it a lot faster they made it a lot snappy um they made healing just the the simple act of healing they made it a lot better like you can heal and you're less mobile but you're still mobile you know you're not completely stuck in place um so it's a lot the game is a lot faster um it's also a lot easier as a byproduct of that, but that's fine. You know, if that's going to get more people into it. And this is the most people I've seen into Monster Hunter. So Monster Hunter World is sort of like the perfect storm for me personally. Right console, right time. I had, I had all or most of my friends that game, they all played it. Most of them enjoyed it. And uh, yeah. I didn't really have to sell them on it all like that, and now they get it, and I think I got them now as Monster Hunter fans. So <laughs> we'll see when uh, when the expansion comes out. But uh, yeah, man, that's my that's my game of the year. This Monster Hunter World. Um, I was really debating if I wanted to give it to God of War or Monster Hunter, but For as good as God of War is, it just can't compete with the sheer amount of time and fun and the antics that I had with Monster Hunter World. You know, even like even as an observer, just sitting back and watching some of my friends play Monster Hunter and watching them get better at it and watching them experience what I what I've experienced over the past, you know. I don't know, decade or so playing Monster Hunter, seeing them, seeing them, like their eyes light up and the light, bl- light bulb clicking and now they get it and now they're actually really proficient at the game and they're giving me tips on Monster Hunter is, is, is kind of surreal. So, <laughs> But it was still fucking cool to see and experience uh, all of my friends getting into Monster Hunter. It was pretty fucking dope, man. So, and Monster Hunter is just in general, the series is um initially I didn't like it on PS2, but now it's like it's one of my favorite games of all time. So. Yeah, Monster Hunter takes it over God of War. Not an easy pick, but uh yeah. And that's it. That'll do it for my game of the year shit. I'll go over. Uh, let me go over the gaming the top 10 once again. So at 10, we have Soul Calibur. At 9 we have Spider-Man, at 8 we have Dragon Ball Z Fighters, uh, 7 we have Red Dead Redemption 2, 6 Warframe, 5 Divinity 2 Original Sin, 4 Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 3 Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 2 God of War, and Game of the Year being Monster Hunter World. Finally, wow I didn't think that shit would take that long, it's been like. 30 fucking minutes. Uh, my bad, people. I didn't mean to ramble on and on and on like that. But hopefully you stuck with me. Hopefully you uh, you suffered through it. We got through it. This is my first time doing it. So, yeah. Um, now, with all of that said, I think I will take like two week break or something like that. Because, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think there'll be much to talk about the next couple of weeks it'll be pretty quiet although i did get fallout i could talk about fallout i could talk about you know the spider-verse into the spider-verse um and uh probably a, a handful of other games i'll pick up on sale but i don't know we'll see i think maybe i should cool out for a little bit and come back when we get some actual new releases but i don't know we'll see um well yeah that's gonna do it. that's gonna do it people Game of the year 2018, all in all, pretty fucking strong year. Great year, really. Um we had some we had some some major ups and downs as far as gaming goes. Uh but Monster Hunter was a win. So fuck it. <laughs> Monster Hunter has arrived, baby. So happy about that. Um I think 2019 will be even better, though. Um, hopefully better for Microsoft. Hopefully better for Nintendo, too. Although we don't know what's coming. Metroid Prime 4, again. Hopefully Nintendo. Uh, Sony still looks really strong. They should be fucking good to go. Although they're not showing up at E3, so that's going to be Whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for me. Um, I will be back, you guys, like two weeks or whatever. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed this long-ass podcast. I know it's long as hell, but uh, game of the year. What can you do? But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, listening to me ramble, going on and on and on about this shit. Finally got through it. So, yeah, thanks again. I'm out, people. Peace.